Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, Eric, so let's talk a little bit about these 401k FAQs. It's a bit of a tongue twister, actually. Always we get tons of questions about these all the time because it's the kind of standard go-to. We all know that, right? Everybody gets offered one at a job, or typically the most of the time they do anyway. And so it's a good idea to address some of these if we can because there are a few things that trip people up or they get confused about. So uh, let me just go through the list. You just kind of give us your insight on it. The company plan okay. is offering um, a program, right? So many do this now where you can get advice on the 401k for a low fee. Typically, they'll kind of, I don't know if this is outsourced or what the case is, but what's your thoughts on these? Are are these a good idea? Is there any kind of, I mean, I suppose there's supposed to be no bias, but what's your take? Well, they can if it's going to um, help you invest more in the 401k or choose the right asset allocation model in that 401k. What I would want to understand is if they're giving you advice on your total plan or just the 401k. So if you're paying the fee just for them to pick which investments in your 401k to choose, uh, then I think it might be overpaying. But if they're going to do a whole plan for you and those types of things, it might be worthwhile depending on where you are in your stage of life. But what I would look at is, you know, inside of your 401k, you have these things called target date funds. And so you pick the date that you are planning to retire. Let's say it's 2030 or 2040, something like that. If you look inside of that fund, what you'll see is that there's different asset classes inside of there. Normally it's a fund of funds, so there's going to be different mutual funds inside of there. And then compare those to, you know, if they're going to offer you this advice, we'll say, hey, can I see a sample portfolio? They may not give it to you because then you just take that sample portfolio and implement it and don't pay them their fee. Um, But a lot of times what I see is when people are paying a fee, they're getting similar to what these target date funds are. And so the target date funds are cheaper than paying these people a fee. Remember, in accumulation mode, lowering your fees is really important because it's more money you get to save and accumulate. And I don't know if there's a whole lot of uh, advice that you really need because the target date funds, you know, they will shift as they get closer to that date. They'll wean off of risk, put things into maybe a little more safety using, you know, bonds or stable value, that type of stuff they have access to. So it's kind of hard to say yes. Um, If you're one that you need help no matter what, um, then you may want to turn to that. If you're one that's kind of independent and can choose some stuff, I would recommend that. But the key is also as you're accumulating, depending on what stage you're life in, your contribution should be a different risk tolerance than your balance because your contributions, that's fresh money going into the market. You want that to take advantage of market cycles. You want that to, when things are down, you want to buy more, not less. And so you want to be actually a little more aggressive on your contributions. That's what we counsel our clients on doing is putting that directly into the market. Just buy a, an index fund, let's say. Easiest way to do it. You get the you know, basically the overall market benchmark. And that's worked out really, really well for folks, especially the last few years that they put that money into just the market, buying in with that fresh money coming to the market with their contributions. Their balance, though, they have it in something that's more diversified. So 
that's uh, what I would recommend for folks that are looking into that. Just make sure you understand that your contributions and your balance don't have to be the same investment choices. They can be different. Okay. All right. Uh, the big debate over the contribution is, you know, do I put as much as I can in it or just the match if you're getting the free money? And many advisors are going to go in about this in different ways. So what's your stance with this? Do we just take the free money and then look for other options or should we be pumping this thing full? It really depends on what you can afford. But back in the day, what they were concerned about was the Roth. So if you could save in a tax-free environment, it was always better. So the old adage was, okay, if your company's going to match you know, dollar for dollar up to 3%, put in 3%, get the 3%, and then we get that free money, and then max out your Roth IRA. If you have leftover, you can still contribute, then go back to the 401k. Well, now most of your 401ks have the Roth component inside of it which means you can put in even more into a Roth 401k than you can a Roth IRA. The also nice thing about the 401k is that it's payroll deduct. You don't see the money. It doesn't rely on your ability to take the money that's given to you and then go and turn it in and invest it with someone else, like let's say a Fidelity or something like that. It doesn't take any, you haven't do any of that. The 401k comes out automatically. Whatever's left over, you get to kind of spend. It's a systematic way to invest. It also is hitting the market at the same time or same times each month, right? If you get paid twice a month, you're getting deposits in and, and on those two times. You get paid monthly or uh, biweekly. You know, you're having money going in at different times in the market systematically, which is a great way to invest. Most people, when they do IRAs, they put in one lump sum. You know, they say, okay, I got my 5000 my 6000 saved for my IRA. I'm going to buy in my IRA. So I would say the 401k is a better savings vehicle from that standpoint of dollar cost averaging. Plus, you can put a lot more in in the 401k and you can in IRA. But if you can do both, do both. <laughs> but I would say the payroll deduct is the easier way to do it. Okay. All right. So we're talking about 401k frequently asked questions. And of course, if you have some, before you take any action, always check with a qualified professional like Eric and his team at Peterson Financial Group, 515-226-1500. Eric, should we use target date funds in the 401k? They're obviously a very popular tool. It's a great way to save. Most people tend to do this. Uh, but there are some caveats we should probably be aware of, yes? Well, I, I do like the target date funds if you're looking for some way to kind of put on autopilot and you don't have to mess with it and you don't have to pay additional fees to get there. Talk about that in a little bit in the first part of this. But understand that your your contribution should be of a different risk tolerance than your balance, okay? So it's okay to have risk on your contributions because you're buying at different points in the market. You want that fresh money to go in and buy when the markets are down. You want all of it to go in and buy. So have those different things. But yeah, target date fund are, um, are decent to use. You just want to make sure or understand, is it managing at that date? Does it still have, is it go static at that date? So let's say you have a 2030 fund. At 2030, does it have this asset allocation that sticks with that the remaining time? Or is it still managed through that? But more than likely when you retire anyways, you're probably going to pull your money out and put it into an IRA. So um, it's not that big of a deal. But just, uh, yeah, they are good for diversification. They're good for having an autopilot, and it's going to adjust the closer you get to that date. So, yeah, they are they are good tools. Okay. All right. And uh, let's see, the 401k loan, that's another one that we get on a regular basis when we're talking about these you know, frequently asked questions. Hey, I need to take some money out, or I want to pay for something. Should I do this loan against the 401k? Bad idea? Good idea? Well, you're taking money out of the market, which um, is not that good of an idea, but it also you're paying that interest back to yourself as opposed to paying it to somebody else. So it's pretty simple, too, when you go in. It's easy to do it on the website, and they're normally approved pretty quickly, and you get that money, and you're putting it back into your. But, you know, 
I would look for better ways to do it if you can, but if it's the only avenue that you have, then absolutely, it's uh, that's why it's there. It's there to help you during these times where, hey, I'm a little uh, you know behind the eight ball here. I need to get a little influx of cash to pay for something or something unexpected rises, but trying to do it perpetually. Um, also, if you're about ready to retire and you still have a loan, uh, there's some tax consequences if you don't pay it off, so you don't have to pay it off. It's just treated as a distribution, so... That's some uh, things we've talked through with people that have come on board here. They didn't want to retire until their loan was paid off, and we actually showed them that it's just treated as a distribution. They're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just go. I'm not going to pay much tax on it anyways. But if you can go without borrowing, you're always better. But if you need to borrow, it's not necessarily the end of the world. Just remember that you're taking that money out of the market, and it's in that loan provision, but that interest is coming back to you, which is nice. So you're kind of borrowing from yourself. Yeah, very true. Okay, and then the final one, when, Eric, should we take money out of the 401k and maybe do the rollover, right? So convert it, you know, move it into an IRA, you know, all these different conversations that we talk about. Is there any kind of an ideal time? Whenever you uh, have a benefit event, which is going to be separation of service or reaching 59 and a half, highly recommend that you move your money from your 401k to your IRA because... When it's in the IRA, you have unlimited investment choices. You can invest in anything that you want. The 401k is just limited to what the 401k plan offers, okay? So you don't have a lot of safe options usually in the 401k. You do when you're in an IRA. you got a whole plethora of things that are safer, um, things that are unique, and you could have multiple IRAs too. You don't have to have it all in just one. But with one caveat to that, and that's if, if you separate, retire after age 55, because if you leave where your current 401k is at, that you retire from, and you are over 55, you can go back to that 401k and take money out, a distribution, and you only pay ordinary income taxes. You don't have the 10% tax penalty. If you move it to an IRA, now your 10% penalty moves up to age 59 and a half. So we always counsel people on this too. If they retire and let's say they're 57, we say, okay, you know what? Yeah, this 401k, let's leave some money there just in case you need it. Because if it's in the IRA and you want to avoid the tax penalty, you have to do a 72T. And a 72T is restrictive, plus you have to do it for the longer of either reaching 59 and a half or five years, whichever is longer. So if you're 57, you got to take it till you're 62, whether you want it or not. So just add some flexibility. But blanket statement would be, Whenever you have a benefit event, it's better to take it to an IRA because you have all different investment choices rather than leaving it in the 401k unless you're over 55 and then we want to talk through that. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. 
W-H-O. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.